Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. I am your host, Aaron Osborne. Before I get into the preamble about this episode, I just wanted to remind people that next week is the start of my live podcast. Next week on Saturday, the 9th of July, we're at Crowbar Black in Brisbane with Inez from Def Cult, Rod from the Music Business Facts podcast, and Adrian Kelly from formerly of my band and now managing bands. That's at five o'clock. It's free entry. Shane Collins is going to be playing some music and Young Henry's will be providing some beers. Be there. It'll be fun. Crowbar's one of the best places in Australia to do anything. So come there and listen to us talk and drink some beers and stuff. It'll be fun. Um, Then the following week, Saturday the 16th of July, we'll be doing one at the Rev in Melbourne. The Reverence Hotel, for those of you who aren't from here. Um, We'll be doing two podcasts with Crush, formerly Summerhill, playing in between. Um, That has uh, Nat Hendry, Ben Sell, Meg Gallagher, Beck Riato, Callum Preston, and Yells from Outright, all talking at various different points. Um, That'll start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it'll be $10 to get in. Uh, It's at the front bar. It'll be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. The food at the Rev is amazing. It'll be awesome doing it during the daytime so people can have an eat. Um, Sick. That's that. That's those upcoming podcasts that are live. Thank you very much for those that attended the last one. I'm really looking forward to these ones. I got some fun topics to talk about and it's going to be quite interesting. Anyway, enough about that. This episode is episode 49 and my guest for this episode is Jess Locke of the Jess Locke band. Um, I met Jess a little while ago, I believe, or I could have met her yesterday when I talked to her. I think I've met her in the past though. I'm friends with the drummer in her band, Chris, um, and I thought Jess would be awesome to have on the show because she's uh, you know, doing quite well at the moment with her music. She was the feature artist on Triple J on Earth recently and just wrapped up a tour with the Smith Street Band, which is awesome. Um, I I guess as you could have told if you've listened to some of these podcasts in the past, I don't know that many people that do the softer side of music or the more melodic side of music. I guess I do know a lot of them, but uh, that's not what I do. So I think it's really interesting talking to those people because it helps me sort of expand my understanding of music a bit better. Um, so this was a conversation that did exactly that. It's interesting hearing how people from a different musical background came up through music and we've sort of ended, ended up working within the same circles. So yeah, please enjoy uh, episode 49 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Jess Locke. Brutal! Jess, thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you. It is really weird saying hi to someone after you've been talking to them. I always preface that. With yeah, <laughs> it, it is a little weird, but yeah. you know, it's oh, got to be done. It's done. It's all right. Um, all right. So I start all these off by asking people how they primarily first developed an interest in music. Mm-hmm. Mm. An interest? It's hard to pinpoint exactly when I began to be interested, when... I definitely really loved the Spice Girls. Like, I felt really passionate about that. So That's awesome. You know. I like them a lot, too. Yeah. I, I kind of felt, you know, like, this was something great. Um, <laughs> I don't know when the line, you know, when, when I moved on from there. But I, um, I'd say probably around high school age, I sort of, sort of realized that music was a thing, that, like, not everyone was into it and that I was yeah. into it, um, which is... I guess I started playing guitar and writing around that age too. Mm-hmm. I played piano and flute and a few other instruments like as a kid, but nothing really stuck. So I, I hadn't sort of, I think I just hated the idea of practicing yeah. lessons and stuff. But when I sort of picked up a guitar and it was more of a, it was so much more than just like learning the guitar. I think at that yeah. age, at like 12 or 13, I think it was. So I guess, yeah, around that time. I had the exact same thing. When I was a kid, I was put through, well, not put through, like I th- I thank my mum for <laughs> investing musical yeah. like experience in me, but I did like 
trombone, cello, clarinet. Yeah. Um, I played piano for ages as well. And like none of those things ever stuck. Yeah. Like I was uh, <laughs> the other week I was telling a story to one of my uncles about how when I used to play trombone in the school band, um, I just gave up learning at one point because I was in a big band and there was three trombone players. <laughs> so I was like, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just got to remember where you move your arm and I don't have to play or practice. So like, but similarly, as soon as I started playing guitar, cause that's what the cool bands that I like yeah. did. I was like, this is totally, this is important. Yeah. I can find value in this. Totally. And like, you know, pop music is something we pop in the most general sense. Mm. You know, you can really relate to that so much more meaningful than just, you know, playing whatever standards or yeah. classical whatever's, you know, just to learn the techniques. Like you're so much more emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, it's like a... Well, I think the yeah. first time I ever learnt something that I actually knew was on, probably on piano... And it was, like, the easiest thing I'd learnt on piano. Mm. Like, the things I was learning as part of, like, my piano lessons, I'd never heard. Like, I didn't know what this, those songs were. They were all just, yeah. you know, yeah, like, classical yeah, things totally. or whatever. Yep. And then I learnt something that I knew, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. But then, at the same time, then I learnt, like, the first thing I learned on guitar was, like, the James Bond song. And I was yeah. like, it's amazing! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally. know the James Bond song! Yeah. Yeah. It's novelty as well. Um, whereabouts did you grow up? I am from the central coast of New South Wales. Oh. So, uh, yes, I'm from the beach, coastal girl. Whereabouts in the central Um, coast? Avoca Beach is the name of my town I grew up in. Yep. You may have heard of it. Um, yeah, near Gosford, Mm -hmm. the the metropolis. Yeah. Yep. The big smoke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) CBD. Yep. Yeah, so, um. So what was it like going to school there and stuff? Like, how did that impact on being musical at that time? Um, yeah, so I went to, well, high school, I went to Gosford High, which is a, a selective high school. Mm, good idea. <laughs> you know, not to, not to toot my horn or anything. No, um, but it was, yeah, it was kind of different um, for that reason. I think uh, people were more socially awkward and, okay. uh I don't know. It was a bit of a weird school. When I caught up with an old school friend actually last week. I hadn't seen in ages. And we were just talking about how, like, in retrospect, how weird our school was. Like, we just <laughs> kind of realized. Um, yeah, I think just, like, the, the academic focus and stuff sort of just it led to a sort of a strange mix of people. And, like, sure. you know. Um, and what purpose were you there for? Oh, I don't know. You do a test and then if you get in, you go. Because it's yeah, right. like, I don't know. So there wasn't any, but you weren't there for like a particular no, study stream just, or something. Just generally, like, um, just yeah, like if yeah. your academic levels are, you know, good. But you know, you do this test in like grade six, and yeah, I don't know. And they determine you. And look at me now. Future. So yeah, <laughs> you're an astrophysicist. That's what you do. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. My uh, my day job. <clears throat> sure. Um, but yeah, I um. I don't know how that affected my music. Um, like I didn't play in any, I don't know, maybe if I'd gone to the local high school, I may, maybe I would have uh, started a high school band. I yeah. didn't I didn't really do that. Didn't do the high school band thing. Mm-hmm. I was much more of a um, bedroom yeah. singer. So wh- where did that where did that sort of inspiration come from then to do that? Stuff? To do that? Um, I don't really know. I just uh just sort of did it well my i mean when i i said i started playing guitar <clears throat> around 12 or 13 and um my brother and my dad both played and you know there was sort of guitars around and it just sort of seemed like i don't know i just did it like yeah i didn't really make a decision to um i, th- I guess i realized i liked it and and then i just started writing songs and really shitty whatever songs but I just really loved doing it and then um I don't know I guess just because it was just me and a guitar yeah I didn't really know that many people like to start a band with so I just it just made sense to just write songs by myself like yeah. I didn't even think about it it's and what sort of stuff were you listening to that was like influencing what you were writing um early early on it would have been a pretty weird mix of like I think I think I have like a vague memory of of the time when I was sort of like wow I want to be a rock star mm-hmm. and I would have been sort of like channeling like Smashing Pumpkins and Silverchair okay 
but then also jewel. Okay. Like, so sort yeah. of like just put that all bit. in a funnel. Like, <laughs> you know, I was going to take all that, like, um, I don't know, you know, that, that age when you kind of realize that rock music and like, I don't know, alternative thing music is a thing and like yes. that, that emotional like impact at that time. So those feelings, but then like in an acoustic guitar. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. just... Just like the most raw, like, um, angsty kind of stuff. But then, as, as yeah. we were all writing at that time, yeah. Well, yeah, like it, you know, like I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, I if I remembered any of the songs or had any records of them, they would be totally awful, but <laughs> totally like sincere at the same time. Sure. Um, and yeah, so I guess, I guess it was just like a real compulsion. Just like, I know, as I suppose it would be for many people, like um, a cathartic kind of yeah. thing. Well, I think I think for a lot of people, and I mean, I, I sort of come from a different background in the sense that I didn't do it by myself, mm. but it was definitely like a way to explore your emotions and like a way yeah. to kind of figure out, I mean, particularly for myself, like you said, like you're in that age bracket where like, you don't really know who you are. You're still totally. trying to figure out like who your actual friends are yeah. or like, mm. and like, I think, I mean, for me, it was just, yeah, like heavy dumb metal stuff was what I sort of fell into. And then I think for a while in, you know, some years later, I tried to like avoid that a little mm. bit. And then it's just been like, nah, that's just what I like. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to pretend like I yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. it, you know? Um, totally. But falling into that thing is like, I mean, for me, it was like a really, it was an awesome like safety net, but then as well, it like helped me find who like my proper friends were, yeah. and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, Absolutely. It helps you build your identity a bit as well. Totally. I think. That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely been the case for me, but more in later years, I think like mm. most of my friends now, people I know, like a huge proportion of them I wouldn't have met if I didn't play music. Like yeah. They're either playing music as well or just somehow involved, mm. you know, in, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's crazily affected my life. Yeah, I think so I think, too. And yeah. I think for particularly, I mean, even for me as someone where like I do music stuff and I, you know, do this and other things, but like my, the main portion of my day isn't spent doing mm. music. It's doing work because I need to do that to survive. Yeah, yeah. But like the whole time I'm doing it, all I'm thinking about is this stuff, like yeah. the music stuff. And, you know, similarly to yourself, like most of my closest friends I've made, I've met through music. Yeah. Like I met my girlfriend through playing a show here and, you know, then, yeah. you know, like moving here and all those sorts of things, totally. you know, like, uh, like that's, like how you develop in this weird bracket of society. Yeah, it, like, it is really weird. And it yeah. sort of feels like when I talk, I talk about it, like it seems to come up a lot. Um, I guess it's, you know, pretty important. Um, you know, you, you feel a bit like uh, soppy talking about yeah. the, the community sometimes. Yeah. And like, you know, but but it's it's true. It's like um, I feel so lucky and I and I think like, you know, in the, in the real world mm. out there, um, you know, uh, you hear people sort of saying like, Oh, how do you meet people? And like, you know, <laughs> you meet people at work or like you go out to whatever. Yeah. And I just think like, I really have met so many people just that are part of this thing. That's not just one thing, but yeah, like it is amazing. It's, it's, yeah. and it's so part of every part of life and yeah. that was the vaguest like sentence ever no, but no, yeah <laughs> you get what i mean i do i do but i i think and i think for me too is like when and you know it's maybe it's like it's like elitist to think like it but like when i meet people who have nothing to do with like a music you know the scene or alternative mm. music or whatever live music i often think like how i wouldn't know how to make friends yeah. anymore yeah. If I didn't have this, like, yeah. I know that I can make friends by talking to people and yeah. I know that I'm like an approachable person, but like, I'm not friends, like friends, friends with people that I work with. Yeah. Like I'm friendly with them at work, Yeah. but I'm not rushing to call them or yeah. Yeah, like totally. hang out with them on the weekends. Yeah. Like, but 
And, but I think like if I worked with, and I have, it, when I've worked with people that I am friends with, the relationship's so different. And yeah. like, I, but yeah, I just, it, like, I guess it's something, I mean, uh, the other day I went to an MMA fight, which was very interesting for uh-huh. me to go to. But all I was thinking the whole time I was there is like, this is, there's like a thousand people here. This is a thing people do. Yeah. Like people go and watch people fight each other. Like Totally. And like I was there to see a friend, you know, in a fight and it was oh. really interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, I was talking to a friend of mine who also plays in bands and he was saying, he's like, this must be what it's like when they see people like us at bars. Mm. Like they think, oh, people like that stuff. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what those yeah, people yeah. do. It's like, true. I mean, yeah, there are, you know, there's obviously communities surrounding all sorts of things. Mm. It's not just music. Mm. Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, anyway. You know, yeah. You know, it's good to have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just am glad mine doesn't involve people hitting me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not most of the time anyway. Yeah. It's true. That's <laughs> um, what show you go to. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess... Yeah, from there, like, did you, was music like a thing that you just sort of got, you know, obsessed with and funneled into after that point, like in school and stuff? Yeah, um, sort of. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely through high school was like, yeah, it was a big thing and I just wrote heaps and I think at that point, because I hadn't really played, like I, I, I was completely and utterly terrified of performing um, like as a teenager and it mm-hmm. took me ages to actually get up and do something. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I'd do like a, a, um, talent quest at the, at high school and just like these cringeworthy memories of like, <laughs> oh, we've all got I still, them. <laughs> I still just shudder thinking about it, but it, yeah, that was just like a huge deal. Um, and so I think that, uh, because I, like, I was really, nervous about it but I really really had this desire to do it so like in that way it was a big thing in my mind because it was something that I wanted to do but I hadn't quite got there yet yeah so yeah so it sort of was like that that lead up for so long to the point where I actually was beginning to play and then yeah I think it's just yeah I mean it's been so long now where it's like a kind of a completely different experience, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely like in the beginning, it was like such a, yeah. A daunting like, thing. Daunting, but also just like, yeah, like I was kind of obsessed with doing it, but then not like being able to follow through. So sure. in that way, it was like a big deal the, in my head. All those first times were you doing it by yourself? Yeah. 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 So I, I imagine that's a very hard thing. I think, yeah. I think for me it was... When I first started playing music, well, well, performing like the music that I was creating, I was playing drums mm. in a band. Mm. Not only was I with other people, I was at the back. Yeah. You know, then I would soon find out that I really like people paying attention to me and <laughs> like doing that. So yeah. I moved to the front after yeah. some time. But like, yeah, I mean, I've always admired... I mean, uh, yeah, particularly people like yourself and like I've talked to other people on this about it as well that have started out doing things alone because I don't yeah. know how I could have ever. I mean, I'm sure I could do it now if I tried, but like I couldn't imagine doing that when I was a kid yeah. because it, I, at least for me, so I was so like so much of my self was put into what I was doing. Yeah. That I can't even imagine doing it by myself and people not liking it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, I think part of, I mean, like looking back, I know that I made a lot of, I've read a lot of really awful, <laughs> you know, well, like, no, that's, that's not fair. Like, you know, just, just typical, like what you would expect sure. the first songs to be. Yeah. It's like that thing when, you know, like you get to, I get to, I've gotten to a point where I've, I have written a lot and I'm you know, I've, I've developed what I write and I'm pretty proud of a lot of stuff I've written, but like, there's no illusion. Like I've written so much shit as well. Like, yeah. And, oh, for and sure. just, yeah. So like, just imagine the first, you know, like I have had all these songs, which are just like cringeworthy lyrics and like they served a purpose mm. and you know, like they were what they were, but I think in my head, like I thought they were really good and I really wanted to like show them. And I think that's like what 
what got me up there in the first place. Like just that thing when you're like, I have to show you what I made, you know, mm. like even though it's terrifying, it's just like, but, and, and like for someone that has like, I grew up with such, you know, in social anxiety and sure. I, I'm still not the most extroverted person, but like compared to as a teenager, like yeah. I was just like, so shy mm. so i think that was also something that i wanted to overcome and that was sort of the way to do it for me yeah I right knew that it was almost like um like pushing, pushing myself yeah, into yeah. it like yeah um yeah. so even though it was like incredibly daunting i sort of knew that it was what i had to do as well so yeah. it was sort of like getting to that point where i could overcome it you know? yeah so and yeah. so doing stuff there and like beyond school was that something that you knew you were going to explore or you wanted to try and do? Yeah, I think I always did. Um, yeah, I just always felt like, I mean, from whatever age it was that I decided I was going to do it, it just was, it was always just a feeling that I had that it was going to be something I'm, I was doing. Um, yeah. And I guess the form in which I've been doing that's changed, you know, like I've worked and, you know, um, it's not the, the, the ideal thing when I was a, you know, 15 year old, I'm, I was going to be like, you know, well, ever, you know, everyone has those dreams of whatever, like yeah. the, the job that doesn't exist basically. <laughs> um, but Playing guitar for people. Yeah. Like, and you know, a like salary. a star, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a star, but not actually having to like tour or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just, mm. um, whatever. But, uh, yeah, like it's always just been the thing that's just like, yeah, this is, this is a huge part of me, I guess. Um, uh, just feels really natural. So I guess I have always sort of been going to do it in some way or another. Yeah. 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 And so what made you come down to Melbourne? Um, so that was, yeah. So I lived in Sydney for five-ish years, kind of on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess just a change. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And, uh, a personal breakup. But, you know, that's... These things happen? Yeah. So, I guess that's sort of just, like, instigated the the movement. But, um, yeah, just, like, I guess the idea of um, the music kind of scene in Melbourne or the idea that I had in my head, even though I'd never been to Melbourne. Sure. Um, but it, it turned out to be pretty it true. Exists. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, I was it's real. Quite, quite pleased. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I just needed change. Um, mm. Yeah. It's always good. And were you performing a lot and doing, like, playing music a lot when you lived in Sydney? Yeah, a bit. Um, sort of gradually. It's been a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first sort of started, I was playing just anywhere I could, really. Like, the weirdest, you know, open mics and weird, like, you know, someone gives you $20 and you go on, like, a, a little roster thing. And I don't yeah, know. Right. Basically just, like, random things. Um which were good to get started, um, yeah, and meet people. But I, I really started playing more when I sort of found a group of people that, you know, I was friends with and also played and would actually play with people that I liked instead of just, like, another random, like, acoustic singer-songwriter person. Sure. Um, you know, you just kind of get whacked on a bill at the pub or whatever. Um but yeah, and so where did you where did you find like was there like a a type of person or a type of music that you were finding yourself drawn more towards at that point? Um, I don't know if there was like that I was drawn towards it. Um, I definitely I definitely like struggled for a while to sort of feel like I had found my sort of place. Yeah. Um, because the kind of stuff I was playing. I mean, it's always been like song based on songwriting and, you know, starting, I was, I would always play with an acoustic guitar. So it was quite like folk driven, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I sort of had this feeling that, you know, I had to play with other like folky yeah, yeah. indie artists, it, but it I also sort of puts you in a little yeah, bracket or whatever. I felt like I was in that, but at the same time, I didn't really relate to the people that these random people I was playing with. So I kind of had this idea that they had to, you know, play with some other cool, like, I don't know, indie bands or whatever. Right. But I sort of, so I kind of was, I don't know, I didn't really, um, I sort of just fell into another kind of scene though when I met um, some people that 
were more in like the DIY uh, punk driven kind of community in Sydney, mm-hmm. which I didn't really identify with at all musically, okay. but it actually has had a huge influence on me since then. Like, so yeah. that's one of the things that I think has really um, changed the way I think about like music and genre and yeah, like the purpose and really like, yeah, I don't, I kind of embrace the clashes more these days. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I sort of started playing with, um, well, a whole bunch of people, grindcore bands and punk bands and other, some other solo people, but, um, yeah, it was sort of something that just kept sort of repeatedly happening. I would keep getting put with these strange lineups because it was a group of, you know, people that know each other, but, um, you know, and I guess putting on events that are not just about the kind of music that you're going to see, but the people that are there and just have the, a purpose. The, the idea behind it, yeah. So yeah. the idea that people can like more than one kind of thing, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, I mean, I, I had a similar experience in the sense that like when I was growing up in Canberra, we, what well, I guess from the start, we would never really play shows just because of, the size of the town, mm. there was not enough bands yeah. that could all play the same genre. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least when I was a kid, and it was like, well, we're a metal band, but the biggest band that would put us on a show was a pop-punk band. Yeah. So it meant that there was like a death metal band yeah. for a pop-punk band. So <laughs> I think from like an early age, <clears throat> that was like ingrained in me that like, mm. lineups don't need to be yeah. all bands that sound the same and stuff. And then so... Similarly to yourself, I, when I sort of started hanging out with people from like the hardcore and punk scene, at the time, I didn't really identify with too much of the music, mm. nor did I listen to it, mm. but I really I really gravitated towards it, I think because of how it was sort of uh, like they were far more, at least at the time, were far more like open to being inclusive to different ideas, yeah. I think. Yeah. And events and shows and things like that and parties and stuff weren't just one group of people yeah totally and it was like oh i can meet people that are like acoustic singers or i can meet like like i you know had some friends that like like the guy who recorded the first seven inch for my band was a dj like a hip-hop dj and it was like this is sick. Yeah. Like, it's cool that these things are, yeah. like, allowed. Or, yeah, yeah, Or totally. not, not even allowed. Like, just not, no one cares. Yeah. Like, it's, like... Yeah, it's it's really, um, like, it was kind of eye-opening to begin with. And it's really liberating. Mm. And it's sort of, like, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's great in terms of music and art. But also just, like, that whole philosophy affects, like, every aspect of your life. Just being, like... Yeah. Not, not judging someone like based on, you know, one one aspect of them, but you know, people yeah. are just so much more complex and Yeah, well I and, and I think and I mean it's not like a revelation or anything, but like <laughs> I think it's pretty I mean it would be a fairly common thing at least in the circles that we move within is that like you know, people become like at least like moderately more like socially conscious and like yeah. forward thinking and yeah. you know. Like, um, and obviously we exist within a world that is totally parallel. I'm sure there's the other exact opposite side where, you know, that is definitely true where people are like bigoted assholes that yeah. have their own little world that they <laughs> yeah, live in. Yeah. I've heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly. Um, but <clears throat> I think that that's something for me that was like, that was hugely important too, mm. was like finding that there were people that had the same ideas that I had about things. Yeah. Like yeah. People who were, you know, like uh, that I had like ethics that I could sort of align with. Yeah. But if I hadn't had dumb death metal, maybe I wouldn't have <laughs> found those people. Yeah. You know? That's something I've thought about too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the, the, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's this like the, so much more than just the music. Yeah. In that group of people, it's like, well, in those kinds of communities, I guess. Mm. Um, and, yeah, particularly, I guess, for, like, young people. And, yeah, I think about how how it does influence, like, how they grow up and what they, yeah. what they do. I mean, 
you know, it's just speculation, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so, so when you sort of started playing in those sort of weird uh, mix bill type things yeah. and sort of were getting involved with that stuff, did you see that directly like influence the music you were creating at all? Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, in definitely in in certain ways. Um, I don't know. Like, it wasn't really a conscious thing, but. I think I I definitely wanted to I always wanted to sort of break out a bit of you know just being like a acoustic singer songwriter person because it's sort of the the most boring description of anything you could imagine. Like, <laughs> I'm a singer songwriter. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean like I love it and I just and so much of um you know my influences and fav- favorite artists are just acoustic guitars and singers but there's something about the the sentence that just just sounds so bland sure. and, and you tell people that that's what you do and they it's, just think it's, like it's much like oh. how i align with telling people that i love death metal well yeah exactly people just it's go ah like, oh. you can't communicate what it means what it means yeah words. exactly it's, exactly yeah so, it's um, not it's not as bad as it sounds well yeah. yeah to some people it is but to me it's like yeah. it's important yeah to me, exactly yeah. but um yeah so I, I guess i've always sort of been interested in just like messing around and like uh, you know stretching out outside that little box and um Mm -hmm. for a while it was just like in little ways like I would do lots of home recordings and they were still you know really simple but I would I would you know mess around with like electric guitars and like weird sounds and like electronic things just like mixed in there and um kind of always thought I would start like another band like a punk band or something but I just sort of haven't really done that yet but my my songwriting for like my solo thing sort of just sort of I don't know kind of changed into a band okay <laughs> not that it's a punk band but <clears throat> yeah it, I don't know it absorbed I other elements yeah I definitely like I don't know it's not even a conscious thing but I I know that I, I just absorb the influences and sounds and then yeah it all just gets sort of in there by accident I yeah. think mm. yeah well I mean I think it's like that sort of, I guess, comes as well from starting at a place, then finding a community and then like moving on from, not moving on from the community, but moving on in how you create the, yeah. like the art that you're attached to yeah, is ultimately influenced by it regardless of whether it sounds like it is or not. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. the, the method you take to produce it or the method you take to write it or how it's presented could have some, you know, it has been altered somehow by, you know, the experiences that you've had in that sort of change. And I think, I don't know what it was like for you, but particularly for me from moving from a smaller town to a bigger Mm -hmm. town, that had a huge impact Mm. on me as well in terms of, you know, when I came here, I moved here when I was 21. And so when I moved here, like I've been to Melbourne a number of times on tours and things, but when I came here and when I started living here, I was like, this place is nothing like Canberra. <laughs> like, you know, in terms of like, I, you know, and you know, I have no problem with Canberra. I still <laughs> love it as a place. Go in there on Friday. I've got a good gallery. But, <laughs> but like, you know, here it, it was like a different experience for totally. playing music. Yeah. And, not only just playing, but like going to see music mm, is a totally mm. different thing here. Yeah. It, you know, coming from a place where, at least at the time, music only existed on like Friday or Saturday night. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Whereas here, it can exist whenever it wants, really. Yeah. You know? And a thing as well is like, like just pubs and stuff like that too. Mm. Like that there is music at bars on yeah. the weekends. Yeah. And, that doesn't really exist in Canberra because of the kind of place it is. Yeah. You know, it's like, Mm. it's a weird, and I I say this all the time, like when I go there, it's like, it's a place that like, you know, here, very Melbourne thing of me to say, but like (laughs) you could just walk to a pub. Yeah. From sort of wherever you are, even if you're in the suburbs, you'll find one. Whereas like in Canberra, that's like the bars are in the city. Yeah, or you right. go to like the local RSL. Yeah, right. And the yeah. local RSL doesn't have, you know. Yeah. Generally doesn't have live music or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
it's got lots like, of pokies. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. I guess that's it's sort of. I mean, not exactly the same, but you know, the Central Coast isn't uh, isn't exactly a smorgasbord for um, you know cultural <laughs> for options. Yeah. Um, yeah, my first sort of. I didn't. Yeah, like I didn't really play that much until I, I moved to Sydney. But my first sort of experiences would have been the um, the RSL like open mic night on mm. a Sunday. With the Doors cover band, um, <laughs> and a guy called Mungrel who had cat's eye lenses and six 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 on his guitar, and Dude, Mungrel. he was a, he was a bikey or an ex bikey, <laughs> and he, anyway, he was he was a character. What was he used, playing? He was like the the singer, okay. oh, well, and the guitarist. He was like the lead. I don't know if they were Doors covers or just really derivative, but he was like <laughs> great. Great front man. Awesome. Um, Shout yeah. out to Mungrel. So, yeah, actually quite quite a, um, you know, that's that's an exception to the... Quite culturally yeah, that was actually, pushing the envelope. That was really authentic, you know, <laughs> people say authentic Central Coast experience. Sure. No, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's the same thing. It was like, yeah, you, get, you can play at like the RSL or like... I don't know. I played at a restaurant that I used to work at. Yeah, right. <laughs> in fact, what sort of restaurant was it? Was like a, it was like it was a beachfront restaurant. Okay. Um, and so I like worked one day and then went home and then came back and like played two forty-minute sets that yeah, right. I couldn't even really hear because people were like eating dinner. <coughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, it was weird. Very weird. <laughs> Done a few weird things like that. I think I played um, another similar thing. I had a different restaurant uh, for a, a party of accountants. It was like their Christmas party or something. Yep. So that's the kind of gigs you get on the Central Coast. <laughs> Although A riot of a good time, yeah, I assume. Yeah, and I, I know that there was more of a, like, the kind of punk Central Coast, like, emo band thing, which I, I didn't wasn't really a part of, but I know for a lot of people growing up, that was their kind yeah. of music experience doing, like, you know, youth youth club kind of shows yeah and so i know that that existed but i didn't really i didn't really experience that personally but mm. um and so yeah. when you when you got down here though did you see your experience like did your experience change a lot when you moved down here kind of like i'd sort of by the time i'd, I'd moved i'd already been playing a bit in sydney but um and it did like yeah like like you said it is really um it is different in melbourne like you just have that that sheer number of mm. bars and small bars, which you don't get in Sydney because they've all closed down. And mm-hmm. um, I think I found it hard to find places to play in Sydney, especially because I'd only just started. So, you know, like no, one, no one wants to give you a gig or sure. you don't have any people to play with. Um, and, you know, like all the play, all the venues are too big. So, yeah, yeah so you They're just like- play... They're venues. Yeah, not, yeah, and yeah. and if you if you know if no one knows who you are, then you don't get to play. Um, mm. And I think so. That's why, yeah, like the the idea of just playing at a house show or, um, you know, a bookshop or whatever. Like um, that was like awesome because it's like people just would put on these things and like you know you didn't even need a venue. So I guess that's yeah the Sydney Sydney kind of DIY thing was pretty particular to those circumstances mm-hmm. but um but yeah melbourne melbourne is um yeah it was good i i didn't really play that much at first because i was studying and i kind of uh, was a bit of a hermit but but it, it took a while to settle in but but then yeah like once i kind of got my foot in the door people would just i met so many people and so many venues that are just the best and yeah yeah like i found that it was kind of a slow thing but then it was like the doors just open up and there's so many, <laughs> you can just, yeah, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And, and did you find that coming from like stemming from the experience you'd had in Sydney? So meeting the, was that meeting those people, <clears throat> sorry, down here, um, did it come from those yeah. experiences? Yeah. A lot of it did definitely like a lot yeah. of, a lot of people I knew also moved, um, down or I knew people through that. So that's the other thing I think like you know being that in australia the music the whole the whole music scene in general isn't that huge like yeah you, you're gonna meet people <laughs> eventually like people, yeah, yeah yeah you kind of do so that's the thing as well it's sort of like um i've met so many people in other states as well through music who you know i go and stay with and 
that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely definitely our new new people. And and again, like just moving to a new city, regardless of um, playing music, like that's always a daunting thing. So it's like that was cool to already have kind of a network of yeah people. Um, I I, I felt a similar thing here yeah. too because I, I I mean. And I guess your experience is probably a bit different from mine, having been in Sydney beforehand. Mm. But when I came here, I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up in big cities and stuff. But then yeah. I spent, you know, 10 years living in Canberra, yeah. which, and you know, 10 years, a bo- big portion of that was high school, which mm. is where you sort of find out who you are. <laughs> yeah. And I spent that in a very relatively small place. Mm. <clears throat> so when I came here, it was like, it was quite daunting, mm. the experience, but... I think because of the community and the environment that I was a part of, it sort of helped me through that quite quickly. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And again, like an, a thing that I've always thought about is like, I don't know what people like people who move to Melbourne that aren't a part of something like yeah. this. How do they move from yeah. a city to another city? <laughs> like yeah. how do they find themselves and how do they find yeah. friends and stuff to do? Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. I do think about that also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure they all do fine. Clearly yeah. people move around. But... <laughs> people have their own things. Yeah. But, I, but I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, for me personally anyway, like if I didn't have it, I mean, to this day, if I didn't play music, I probably wouldn't leave the house. Like, I hate leaving the house. <laughs> and sort of like... Well, thank you for coming to my house. <laughs> yeah, you should think yourself lucky. I mean, this is good because it's like in another house. You're in it, yes. You... It's, it's especially hard when it's like, you know, going out, out into the world. Um, mm. so <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, it's like my, um, my forced social interaction, which is really great once I get there, but I'm always like, yeah, gotta go leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, how did you see things sort of start developing for yourself here? Like within playing music, once you, once you were down here, was that something that came from just, slugging it out at you know shows and things like that or was it just through people you met or um like how did i sort of get get what's happened yeah happening? get moving <laughs> along yeah yeah <laughs> that's a sentence um <laughs> um yeah i guess i guess when i think about the last few years i have played a lot um i've always kind of I'm always changing my ideas about what I want from my music as well. Sometimes I'm really motivated to do all this stuff. And then like the next week I might just be like, oh, I'm just going to maybe write some songs and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, get creativity wanes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just like, I don't have any ambitions, but it changes all the time. So I think like, I don't know, like time flies really quickly. And um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just like I'm in, in amongst all that changing of my mind it's always just I mean what am I trying to say here I guess like I've thought about it a lot and so coming to the point where I don't know I'm always gonna be doing it the essential thing about music for me is that I want to make it and release it and play some shows yeah and so I've kind of gotten to this point where I don't know I think I'm just a bit clearer about what I'm doing with it and, and, and what I enjoy about it so yeah, I just keep playing and, and then people like it. And then they, they ask me to play other things and, <laughs> and just, yeah, and then meet bands and some some of those people I become really great friends with or, or you know, music that I think is amazing and then put on things. So, I, I don't know, it sort of just feeds itself, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and, and just with, in terms of, like, the actual making music and writing, um, I think it's taken me a long time to record certain songs. So it's been like a, um, a development of the style in a way. Like I've had some songs for so long, but not really done much with them. And then starting off playing acoustic guitar solo. And then five years later, I'm still playing the same song, but kind of it's become a different song. Cause I've sort of got this band now. And yeah. So I, I don't know. was that a hard thing to work out though? How to translate that stuff? Um, from acoustic to sometimes sometimes it was harder but generally not really like um because i think i think a lot of a lot of things i had in my head already that you know simple enough songs they can kind of translate and um i've been lucky enough to find a really awesome band with chris and jim who are just like great musicians and um yeah i don't know like yeah so it's kind of 
interesting thinking about, yeah, how, how those songs have kind of transformed. But now when I go to write a new song, I guess I have like a whole nother set of things in my head because I know that I'll have a band. Yeah, so sure. So it's, so I guess that's affected like what kind of music I'm making and, and that's, that's kind of good. Like I feel like I've, yeah, like I, I, things are changing. Like it's interesting. It keeps it interesting for me. Like the fact that, yeah, what I write next will be in a different kind of context. So it's sort of like, yeah. And so does, does having the band and having that difference of what your creative output is, does that, or has that changed like the influence that you have, or are you still finding you gaining influence from similar stuff as when you were creating music like acoustically? Um, oh yeah, I think it, it changes it for sure. Like when I was writing, you know, without having a band in mind, I think I would still have influences coming from everywhere, but I'd probably focus more consciously on like acoustic-y type things just because I thought, well, that's what I'm writing. So that's what I should listen yeah, to. Yeah. Like even kind of subconsciously, you sort of, you kind of put yourself in a bit of a box sometimes like, yeah, you, you kind of, yeah, you, you think that because this is the kind of stuff you've made, then that's just the kind of stuff that you will keep making. Yeah, sure. Um, not, not consciously, but it just sort of happens like that. It's really weird. Um, so yes, definitely, um, having a band, like we've already sort of been working on another album and it's, I know it's going to be pretty different from the last one because like I said, like the, the last album it, it has a kind of full band sort of sound but most of the songs are really old so mm-hmm. it's come from yeah songs written for just singing solo whereas yeah a lot of the new stuff i've written in mind and yeah like i think it kind of goes all over the place yeah <laughs> there's heavy bits and and does it whatever. was that like something that you needed to put more collaboration then with like with this newer um, stuff not in terms of the writing, like I still kind of just write the songs by myself mm-hmm. and generally that's like a, I don't know, I just, if I have a song that just, I can sing by myself, like that's kind of what I need to do for some reason. But, um, but in terms of like how it ends up, yeah, like I kind of, I don't always, or I don't really come in with that many like specific ideas about like bass lines or anything. It's sort of just like here's this song, like, see what happens with it, I guess. Yeah, how it can be built yeah, around it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and just, yeah, and then see what happens. And sometimes it's sort of a bit harder, but it's been cool. Like, that whole experience has been pretty new to me. Like like yeah. I said, I, I've not, I've, you know, done a few kind of random stints with bands every now and again, but it hasn't been, like, my primary way of making music and learning how to work with other people has been really interesting yeah yeah that was kind of hard at first and like <laughs> telling people what i want as well yeah it's really difficult well find, f- i think finding your place and how how you work within um a collaborative like creative environments like something really interesting because mm. it's different for everything that you do as well so yeah. like some experiences maybe you are the leader or another experience maybe you're yeah you know you're just a, a you know like a canvas that other people are going to spray stuff yeah. on and you're just going to have to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I think it's one that sort of um, is really good for just personal creativity, I think, as well, is like once you learn to move within those circles and those different styles, then it will inevitably help what you want to put out, yeah. I think. <clears throat> I think a big thing for me was playing in bands where I wasn't the person writing everything was Mm. cool because now it has meant that when i write things i'm like a lot better in terms of showing people things and teaching people stuff because i know not to expect everyone to have exactly in their head what i have in my head like and be open to change and things like that something i don't think i would have developed very well if i'd always continued doing the one thing yeah yeah totally it's really hard um, I mean, just by nature of music being what it is, that was something mm. I struggled with, like just the frustration of like, I have a feeling of some thing that I want, but I don't know how to explain it in words because it's not words, it's music. Yeah, and yeah. it's really specific because sure. it's like, 
you know, when it's your baby yeah. as well, but also like when you don't really, I think the biggest pro- problem that it comes up is sort of like, <clears throat> we'll try jam something out and I'll just be like, uh, I didn't really feel it. But then I just don't have any suggestions. So I feel like... He's <sighs> sort of stuck. Yeah. But yep. then you just kind of have to learn to like go with that as well and just mm. leave it. Um, yeah. But sometimes, yeah, just like not having control over the thing is hard. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's all just learning. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And so I guess the the most recent thing that, um, at least that I've seen you do is the doing the Smith Street tour. How was that? Yep like comparatively to the other things you've done in the past is it like obviously it was quite a i'm sure the shows all went very well so like <laughs> yeah, it was good. you know was it uh, like a big you know was that a big change for, yeah. for you with in terms of how you present your music and stuff um the rooms are big <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's, that's I mean, what I mean. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, that's the biggest um crowds we've played to for mm. sure um like yeah that was definitely the biggest thing i guess um I think at first it was a bit weird, just like, um, just all the, you know, like the big stage because we're all really far away and, um, uh, it takes a lot of intimacy out of, and there's a backstage, (laughs) like it's not just like the pub, Yeah, you know, you step (laughs) off and you're actually backstage. You Um, have a room to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Other people can't go in. Yeah. There's corn chips. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like I think at first that stuff's a bit weird just in terms of like the whole atmosphere, but then like in terms of the actual playing, like I don't I don't think like once I got up there it just felt the same as every other time. I mean, you know, not there's differences, every show feels different, but I just mean like, you know, that that wasn't the the size was not that weird once you kind of get up there and play. Yeah. And yeah, there were some really great shows and um People were really responsive, which was nice, um, mm-hmm. said some really nice things. And yeah, I think the interesting thing was, yeah, because the, the lineup was quite mixed. Yeah. Um, not just the fact that we were, we were playing with them, but so obviously Luca Brasi, um, as well being quite different to our music. Yeah. Um, but then Joelistics being like, there's a hip hop artist on the yeah. bill as well. Um, which was really awesome. And I think just like we were talking about before like you know people have really diverse interests and yeah you kind of have faith in the fact that people will be open to something and i think it was yeah it was cool it was a cool thing to do and um yeah what was i saying <laughs> what was the question um no like just just how how was the experience but like yeah. i guess from that then how do you see that experience then influencing you moving on with stuff with the band because obviously, I think a, a big thing for me um, in terms of, like, I guess doing things is playing bigger shows. All that ever really showed to me, I guess, for the music that I was playing was it showed, like, you know, that when you're playing to a close, like a, a relatively closed audience in a, a pub or mm. a smaller venue or whatever, <clears throat> um, you're opinion i guess on what you're doing is quite closed then as well but then when you go out and you do bigger things to broader groups of people you can you can see different opinions and Mm. you can see how people react to parts of songs differently and stuff and like i think a big thing for me with writing music has always been you know create something that i would listen to and create something that i would enjoy but then when you go and do bigger shows and stuff you also see like how music kind of, you know, is there are some requirements that need to be shaped for an audience. Yeah. You know, and like, I didn't learn that until my bands played bigger shows. Because mm. before that time, I was like, fuck everyone, I just want to play this, so this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, wait, if I'm going to do that in front of people, yeah, I need yeah. to respond to the people. Totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, like, you're not, there's a difference between writing something that's purely like for the experience and getting it out, but. It's sort of, yeah, you can't, I mean, it feels a bit naive to say that you're just writing it for yourself. Yeah. If you're going out and performing and, yeah, uh, definitely, like, I don't know. I don't know if, like, I felt like it would change the the songs or the way that I write or perform, um, particularly from that experience. I mean, being, like, the first support band actually felt quite, like, 
free and sort of like you know no one came to see us we're just like the extra band and if they like us that's just like a bonus but no one's gonna you know if they don't like us they're not gonna be like you know you know they came to see the headlining band or whatever but um but it was something that yeah i did notice like with um the smith street band and uh, yeah the others as well like they're they're like amazing performers and like it's it is a really um aside from playing the music and you know singing and writing the songs like just the whole you know they're they're kind of there they they have to show up and give these people what they've sort of wanted to come and see yeah and and generally that's that's really awesome because you know they have a great time and and stuff but it's sort of like yeah it's like this whole other thing it's it's um this big like relationship you then have with these people that have these expectations and yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a strange thing, and I think it's it's one that, you know, I, I'm glad that I've had the chance to experience it and things mm-hmm. like that. But it is like, yeah, I think. I mean, I guess it came a little bit differently for me in the sense that, like, I think I realized that, like, pretty early on in playing music that, like I said before, like. I like it when people pay attention to me yeah. and people think I'm funny or yeah. like people look at me when I'm playing guitar, which is like, you know, I'm, that's very up myself to say that, well, but it's, I, yeah, you know, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah like I'm not going to pretend like I don't Yeah, Everyone has it. an ego. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got it. Yeah. But like, so I think a thing for me then is like, then when you recognize that and you can sort of, mm. I, I guess a, a thing for me is like, I want to make sure and I, I think the biggest reason why I enjoy that is because I want other people to enjoy what I'm doing. Mm. So a huge thing for me has always been the performance of it. And like, I really admire people that have, you know, have an element of their performance or they feel like that's important to what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, like I think bearing witness to stuff like that yeah. can be really like change your attitude on things like so much so the point where years ago my band opened a festival mm. and public enemy were headlining it yeah and it was like we're a metal band opening a festival of yeah. a million other bands of public enemy headlining and i was like standing there watching public enemy and i was like when like 10 years ago i never would have thought this would have happened yeah but also fucking flavor flavors jumping around with a <laughs> clock around his neck like yeah. this is crazy yeah. like this is insane. And like, no matter what influences I have musically, that definitely is still in my brain. Mm. Like, that's a part of how I think about performing now. It's yeah. like, this dude was wearing a top hat. Yeah. And he had a clock around his neck. Totally. And it was like zero degrees in Canberra. And he looked like he was having fun. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, So yeah. that influences me in yeah, some way, you know? Definitely. I, uh, especially, yeah, like in the, when you know, when you play like rock music, or yeah. whatever like it there really is a kind of explicit performative aspect i mean there's lots of exceptions that's a pretty bland statement but like you know it's like the rock person with the shirt and the guitar and <laughs> yeah, they're sure. singing about their feelings or mm-hmm. politics or whatever and like that's great and i love it but yeah like i have definitely always wanted to um, yeah, like sometimes I get the urge to just put on like sequins and just, you know, it's <laughs> just like, more theatrical. well, just like the idea that it's like, oh, there's this whole element of performance that I could explore. Like mm. it would just be fun without it actually having any specific ideas. And yeah. um, saying that I actually did, uh, I was involved in a, uh, group, uh, it was actually a duo, which was kind of, um, pretty weird and based on that idea. Um, but even in an even more weird way, it was like leotards and yeah, right. make costumes for every show we played and have backup dancers and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, that's the thing. It's that, an experience. That's the thing that I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't, I won't name it. Um, so you can Google it. So you can't Google it. Um, but yeah, it's a whole nother thing. And yeah. I, that definitely interests me, but I don't know at the same time what I do with my, you know, self-titled project. Um, it feels like it came from a place of, you know, introspection and like serious like contemplation. And it's always been like a bit, you know, 
like just me trying to be honest basically about what I feel about the, the world or me or whatever. So it's sort of like with that particular project, that's just, that's just me mostly. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't feel like, and I think, yeah, um, what am I trying to say here? Like, I guess part of my, part of that thing that I do and what I think about is like me just trying to be honest, Mm -hmm. like whether it's in the songs that I write or the way that I perform them and, you know, um, and, and, you know, thinking about ego, like, cause obviously as a performer, like you, you definitely, you know, you can't deny that, you, you know, you're doing it because in some part you get, yeah. you get this attention. And, and, and I think for me, that's actually been a really big thing because, um, yeah, like dealing with social anxiety and like sh- extreme shyness. And it, this is a way that I'm like, actually, you know, I can be in a social situation and, you know, being paid attention to, but without the pressure of, having a conversation with someone yeah it's right like i'm up on a stage singing and people can i that's don't know how they i can guess interact with expressing you. myself yeah, yeah, yeah like essentially that's when you're um you know you have awkwardness or whatever you don't get to express yourself sometimes because yeah. of whatever reasons and so i think that's been like a major thing that i part of why I, i've always wanted to do it is because it's like i need to say something or i need to be seen and I think after doing it so many times, I feel like more confident as a person, like off the stage. Um, and that's not something that drives me as much now because it's sort of like, oh, okay, well, they saw me and like I said my thing and yeah. I still have things to say and I'm going to, you know, I want to get up and do it, but I'm I'm comfortable with myself now. And so now, like, I think the ego is less of a driving factor in terms of performance. So... I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, it does. Yeah, like, but it, it's cool that it's cool that that's <clears throat> that's something that's allowed you to mm. like find this portion of yourself and yeah. and put it out. Yeah, you know, yeah, that may otherwise not have been yeah. accessed. I think definitely like mm. huge, huge um, impact on me. Um, but yeah, I think also yeah, like just you know, once you're up there and you're the person that's up there and and you do the thing that you wanted to do and thought was so cool and that everyone would think you were so great and then you do it and it's like, okay, that was good, but this is just a thing like any other thing and I'm just a person and everyone's a person and I don't know, like de-glorifying that kind of performance thing. Yeah. Which... um, We all go home and go to bed. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, and it sounds like, you know, whatever, but um, just thinking about, like, playing to a huge room of people, like... You know, if years back that would have just been like, you know, the most crazy thing to me. And like, don't get me wrong, like it was great. Like I feel so lucky to have been able to play in front of however many people. Mm. Um, and it's a wonderful thing. <clears throat> but that like, I'll take it as a really fun and great experience. But like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like not taking that as being any indication of the quality of what I do or anything like it's yeah. not dependent on how many people are there. No, no, for sure. But like, I think it's but like, I think it's easy to, to get caught up in that sort yeah. of headspace of like, Oh, I'm on this tour or I'm playing to this room in this, whatever, like, you know, and that's a lot um, how people would impress that on things too. Yeah. People would say, I guess at least someone who doesn't do it maybe, or someone who exists in a, in an element of the work that, that culture, um, that looks at something like that and yeah. sees that placing value on it. Yeah. Whereas when you're, I guess, doing it, the value comes from the, I guess, the interaction and the experience yeah. and your personal, like, I guess, involvement within it yeah. as well. Yeah. And just like, I guess I was just thinking back to the question we were thinking, saying about how, like, how does that experience affect you know, what I go on and then do next. It's sort of like I tried and not let it affect me in that way. Like, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's just like I got to reach a bunch of people and that was awesome. And mm. like, that's whatever will happen and will happen. And like people said really nice things and um, that's cool. But like, I don't think I'm not. Yeah, I don't I don't want to try and make music 
with the expectation that it's what someone wants to hear or that yeah. more people will listen to it. It's sort of like, which, you know, I don't want to sound like fucking wanker saying that because, you know, sort of like I'm so pure and like I just make, <laughs> I just make the art that I want to make. But, um, no, but some people, some people yeah. do think that way and that's, yeah. that's fine if they Yeah, do. and it is fine. Like yeah. if someone wants to make money off it and they can and like, yeah, that's fine. And um, I just, yeah, I guess I just say it coming from a place in which I've thought a lot about it, like what the place of music is for me. And um, it just feels good when it's something that is exactly what I want to make. So mm. for me, it's always just coming back to that thing and trying to be as honest as I can, like, with words but also just like with aesthetics and just like what do I want to say what do I want to put out into the world and yeah so like I guess I'm just always trying to come back to that mm. um yeah and then yeah and things like that tour and stuff like that that's just opportunity and the platform I suppose and it's really awesome to yeah. be able to have had that yeah, yeah that's great yeah so what stuff you've got like coming up what are things you got planned for doing um doing stuff um so uh, hopefully another album by the end of the year um, mm-hmm. recorded to release next year. But that that's kind of it. It's just really getting that happening. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of songs ready. Um, so, yeah, just sort of thinking about recording. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty much it. Well, um, thank you for coming and doing this. My Is there pleasure. anything you would like to advertise? Oh, Spruik. shit. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I that's don't really okay. think about that. Just like... Listen to your music. Myself. <laughs> you, you. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, thank Thanks. you for coming and doing this. Thank you, my pleasure. Awesome.